Hello, welcome back to Sarcasm Colored Glasses, living through the apocalypse, talking about our nerdy geeky stuff and keeping entertained in quarantine. And uh, for those of you uh, out there saving our lives working, thank you very much. And uh, I hope that this gives you a little something to smile to while you're out there. And uh, so this time, let's talk about, um, you know, it's always this big thing about DC versus Marvel. And uh, let's you know, wind back a little bit. And when it was more than just the one versus the other, you also have things in between. And what I, what I mean when I say that, so Marvel actually was, you know, because of rights and things like that was competing with itself because you had Sony and you also had Fox. So, you know, Sony being the Spider-Man, which is now no longer a problem or um, at least, uh, I mean, I guess we'll see how it is, but, you know, we have Spider-Man into our Marvel um, things. So um, while we had X-Men off with Fox and they had basically the uh, and while it wasn't a universe, it's more so a, um, a franchise. So it's like a franchise that we're trying to work into a universe now. But of course, to work it into the universe because of so many, so many, so many failures, um, it's just going to end up being like another reboot, um, which, you know. Is so thrilling, to, you know. Like, see again. Let's do this all over again. Um, but you know, there, there's a lot of exciting things with that. But you know, we're we're here to talk about the previously existing Fox Universe franchise of X Men, and um, end it off with a review of Dark Phoenix, which you know. Uh, it's got like, you know, a, a lot of bad reviews and I like to root for the underdog as I always tell you guys, but, um, you know, in this case, um, while there were definitely, let's put it this way. It was better than the last Phoenix movie. However, there was a lot that was, um, left to be desired, let's say. Um, and we'll discuss that a little bit more, but let's talk about X-Men first. Um, you know, the, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I grew up on the X-Men 1990s series, um, uh, animated series. And, um, you know, between that and the comics, you know, this is this is the the lore that we're used to. This is, you know, what we grew up on, the X-Men that we knew. Um, and the the series did a really, really good job of pulling really great stories out of the comics and bringing them to life. And. That's always what we're super excited about. That's what we want to see because, you know, not everybody read comics or, you know, maybe we just read, you know, this one thing that, you know, we're just passing by in the supermarket and our parents grabbed it like, oh, hey, here's this comic or whatever. Or, you know, or we went and just saw this series, you know, because, you know, for me. I didn't read a whole lot of comics until, you know, I happened. To, I was working by a comic store and they happened to, that was the time when Civil War was out. So that was me like in the comic buying like everything that said Civil War in it. So, you know, like you asked me about that stuff and, you know, with the movie and I've, you know, even before the movie, um, I was, and, you know, you, when I heard Tony Stark mention stuff about, you know, registration being accountable for stuff like my my ears were perking up this is like in vendors one it's like way before that ever got in so you know but that is the realization that this is something that is going to be done or awareness of something that was big in the comics um or in series and stuff like that and so that happened to be a really big series for me um so I was really excited. So, you know, like when Civil War was coming out, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. And I still love that movie. It was not, it was definitely, was not 
quite like the comics and there was definitely a lot of things different, but they worked it so well within the pre-existing story that it didn't make a difference. And that's what's important. You know, like sometimes they start off from the beginning knowing that, okay, you know, we're going to do an X-Men series and we're going to lead it up to do Phoenix and Apocalypse, Days of Future Past, those big storylines that were in the comics and cartoon. We're going to do those. And they know that from the first one. So, you know, you'll drop your little hints in from the beginning. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, however it ends up being like, whether it's something that's pulled directly out of the comics and doing that and, or if it's something that is working within the existing story, then, you know, you're still excited about it because they're doing a good job of it. They're taking that idea that was out there um, that you're aware of and they're making it into something that's cinematically doable. Um, like one particular thing with the uh, the Phoenix saga that, you know, kind of makes there's a bunch of birds going off. So if you hear that, ignore that. Uh, I can't do anything about that. Um, so uh, if one thing with the Phoenix saga is obviously, you know, you get the Phoenix entity from from space and then, you know, you have your whole thing with the Shi'ar and stuff. And so when we were watching the first X-Men Last Stand, um, you know, like, OK, so it was a lot, you know, to especially where we were at with comic book movies at the time, um, because, you know, think about this is before Avengers and all of that other stuff. Um, so. It'd be a lot to squeeze in aliens on top of that. So, you know, they did the whole split personality thing, which is not not taken well by people at all. Um, so and it's funny. So so this one, they made it a lot closer to the comics. They did have the uh, the entity be something from space and they did have, you know, other aliens. But then they like these random un unknown aliens that had nothing to do with the Shi'ar or anything. And like they mentioned an empire, but you're like, okay, you got no background on any of it. And I, I'm, I'll talk more about it, but just as a, as a toucher, and as far as, you know, bringing stories from comics and um, comic, com <laughs> comics and comics, comics and, and, you know, series episodes that we grew up on or we're used to and bring into cinematic things. Sometimes you can't always do it exactly, but you try to do at least make it fit in with where it's at. So one thing with X-Men is it didn't start out like it wasn't like Mar where Marvel had a plan. It was just like at that time you were just making superhero movies and seeing how they went and how they went would be if you made a sequel or not. Um so, you know, like with the, the original Spider-Man, your original Spider-Man was not thinking about, okay, the third one is going to be this. It's like, okay, let's put out this movie. Oh, look, it did really well. Let's make a second one. Oh, this one did really well too. Let's do a third one. And, you know, and you're, you're building stuff off of that based off of how people are seeing it um, rather than where later on where they're like, you know, this is where, you know, Marvel had to get the reins they're like okay you know we sold all this stuff off we sold these stories these characters everybody you know so we can make money off of doing movies and stuff but people aren't taking it well you know fans are complaining and people who aren't comic book people aren't watching these movies so you know they're like okay you know we need to do this right so that's when they came up with you know doing it themselves but you know x-men started off before that so while uh there's a lot that we can't or we shouldn't really, you know, be railing them for. So, you know, like when they made the first movie, they weren't thinking about, okay, you know, the third one's going to be Phoenix or we're going to do this, we're going to do that. You know, it was just a movie with X-Men 
was going to do well or it wasn't going to do well. It did, you know, fairly well. Um, and they're like, okay, let's do a second one, you know, and, and it basically went with that whole premise, you know, and, uh, just to talk about how the, the first one or any of that, that trilogy really translated from the comics and cartoon that we're aware of it. I would say it's like, I mean, the casting was terrible. Um, the Cyclops was nothing the way he was in the comics storm way off you know love Halle Berry but she was not storm um you know um Gene every everybody soup to nuts was off rogue character completely changed I mean basically they played rogue off in the jubilee thing you know as the 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 little um one that Wolverine's um I don't know what do you call it, like not sidekick, but you know, like the protective one that you know is guiding through, working through powers and stuff like that. Meanwhile, friggin' Rogue, Rogue was grown ass like everybody else, you know, and so the whole thing was off. And also, you know, and and of course, so they went through these three movies, and then they decided to well, they okay, so they went through these movies, but they also said like, hey, you know what, the best one that everybody likes out of this is Wolverine. So let's make an origin story about Wolverine, and let's loosely, loosely base it off of the comic series Wolverine Origin, which um, was a huge, huge comic. And actually, that was one of the things where like my mom saw it in a comic book store or wherever she saw it. I don't know where she saw it at, but you know, she, she got me the book for that. And that was in one thing with Wolverine because of the lost memories and all that stuff. Um, you know, you never saw where he came from. So they finally came out something where he originally came from. It wasn't a screwed up memory. And you're like, wow, this is great and great storyline and all that stuff. And so they're like, okay, let's make a movie from that. However, the only thing they did with the, from the movie I'm sorry, from the comic was like his name, James Howlett. And um, you're like, okay, other than that, everything's way freaking off. <laughs> you know, like they they did things from the comics and being in um uh Alpha Flight, and so actually it wasn't even Alpha Flight. <laughs> it was um the the Weapon X they twisted things so damn much. And then they tried to make it work in with the pre-existing X-Men thing, which was off from the start so you know like okay this is the ground that we're going off of uh so yeah it's muddy and it's squishy and stuff but you know this is where it's starting from you know we're trying to be in the same universe um but uh you know you started off with things where you know Sabretooth was and they, they then they just randomly changed Sabretooth um because they they did him so poorly in the original uh that they're like okay let's get Sabretooth actually down but meanwhile it was so night and day and even that one still really was while it's closer still was off and then they did the whole brothers thing and it's like yeah no um so Everything was just screwy. And, but, you know, you're starting off with a screwy start. So, you know, and I think that that's the way that the majority of the X Men movies went in the beginning was because they started with this idea that was not anything like the comics or series and they just had to roll with it. And then, you know, finally they, they did the first class. Which was, it's funny in itself because they messed everything up previously, you know, with Iceman being a kid and, um, and, and just like all of the ages being all different, then they're like, they, they couldn't actually do the first class with the actual first class, you know, like 
they they don't they can't have gene they can't have cyclops they can't well because they went further back right so they're like okay since we can do cyclops let's do his brother um his younger brother as an older brother <laughs> you know and here we go here's the problem right um so you know they they portray alex summers as you know the first one and um and all these other randoms in there and like, yeah, Beast was probably like the only actual first class one. And then, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, let's have like Mystique and Magneto be um, let them be part of the first class. Meanwhile, those while while Xavier and um, Magneto were friends previously, they were not building the X-Men together. They um, I mean, I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of that stuff, but basically it was wrong. OK, but is it some, it's one of those things where it's like, OK, are you going to be one of those nerds and say, look, this is different from the comics. Screw you guys, you know, uh, or is like, you know, but it's a good movie. So it's like the first class was different and was still off. But I felt like it was a good movie and I felt like the they did more um uh like balance of powers and um building up of character because everything you want to have a good story you have to have good characters you need to have backstories and the problem with um the biggest problem with the third x-men last stand um which seems to have been written as something to kill off the entire franchise i mean you killed off half of the main characters um and um but like the biggest problem is you had so many people, but you had no story behind anybody. You had all these ones. You had like Arclight, Callisto. Callisto, they never freaking mentioned her name in the whole freaking movie. If you didn't look at offsite stuff or and this is this is where like, you know, I'm somebody who recognizes these things, you know, you got to make these things for people that are aren't just nerds right so people that you know might think that this is cool but they don't know anything about it and still let them enjoy it and so you know if i was somebody that didn't watch the cartoon or didn't bother you know like googling the stuff or looking at their their x-men movie site to see the names of these people i wouldn't have known that was Callisto, nor would i even know who Callisto is to really even care that that is, you know, or anybody, you know, I had to freaking look up Arclight and do all these things. Cause like, you know, like I'm a nerd about these things. I want to know who these people are that are doing these powers and stuff, you know, and there was a lot of powers going on, which was cool. But the fact that there's no story, you know, there's nothing behind anything. All there was is just blind fighting. You know, you got your eye beams shooting off all this and all this crazy stuff, but it's like, there's no story. You don't know who's doing anything. You don't know everybody. It's, you know, it's a whole good, bad thing. You know, the good mutants, the bad mutants and, you know, fighting, you know, against the humans, like saying like, oh, you know, we, we gotta, you know, set a good example for our kind. So the humans don't hate us. It's like, you know what? The humans are hate us anyway. Screw them. Do what you gotta do and whatever. We're better than them. Screw their freaking opinions, you know, whatever, you know? And so that was the whole thing. And it became, and the whole thing about, you know, if you're X-Men in the comics, the whole big thing about like when it came out to, when it was written, whatever, it was hugely, hugely about racism. And, you know, and that and all of that, you know, good, bad humans, thoughts and everything, all of that is tossed out the window. And, you know, and, you know, the whole thing should be about, you know, people like the way people's oppressions are, are about people by being different and all of that, you know, this, it was it was so blatant, you know, and, and it to be so ignored and, you know, just 
watered down into a good versus evil crap, you know, that uh, that sucks, you know? And so anyway, the, um, so, it, and it, there was no story, no, no depth to it. That's the word I'm looking for, depth, you know? All these mutants, you don't know who they are. You don't know where they come from. You don't know what their histories are, you know? And so in first class, they did a really good job of like, you know, okay, you know what? We're gonna have these five people here, five people here. We still got good first bad, but we're gonna, you know, dig a little deeper into, you know, the story. And, and actually really, if you think about it, they didn't much either because, you know, the um, Darren guy, uh, God, what his name? The, I mean, he he didn't last, you know. <laughs> Angel and all, all those side people, they they never lasted long, so they didn't really give much of a story behind them. They, you know, they gave their verbal things like, "Hey, you know, I came from here, whatever," you know. But as far as their motivations and stuff, completely left out. Um, so I guess maybe they didn't do much better job of that, but they they brought it down a little more. So at least it's you know just the five of them versus the five of them, you know, and they did more towards Magneto because it was supposed to be before they're going to do the first class. It was supposed to be like a Magneto orange origins thing was supposed to come out next, but Wolverine origins tanked because it did, it was just so bad and they screwed up the story and everything so terribly that it's like, okay, you know, I guess we can't do this. So instead they worked Magneto origins into first class. Um, Good or bad, however that might be. But, you know, you got more into backstory as far as, you know, um, Magneto and um, Xavier. And then and more into Mystique. But, like, the Mystique thing was way off because, like, they st Mystique has such good history. You know, the whole thing of, you know, and they even touched in it in the X2. Um, mm. her, um, they even touched into it. And X2 with as far as her relationship with Nightcrawler, um, very barely. But, you know, all that that could have been for, um, you know, her being the motherly thing and the work and through just so much, so much great stuff that they could have done with it. But then they, you know, watered it down with the like, oh, yeah, you know, like Xavier met her when um, she was young and helped her out and stuff like that. And, you know. It was nice for story, but it, it's something where it's like there's so much better, deeper story if you're somebody that's a nerd and like stuff like that. Um, but whatever. It still was an entertaining movie and it was still better than the previous ones because it did give a little bit more character development. And then, you know, and then it allowed them once they did Days of Future Past to erase the previous mistakes, which is something that's great and that you can do with X-Men that you can't do with things that don't have time travel. Um, and of course, you know, like I said, with the, the Avengers thing, there's always different, everybody has their own rules for time travel. But, you know, but this one used it to fix everything. You know, it said like you went back and it directly impacts what's going on in the future, like immediately. So it, if, the, if that is what your rule is for it within your own thing, then that's fine. Um, because obviously time travel doesn't exist. So you can't say this is wrong. This is not wrong. As long as you're being consistent with yourself. That's always what I just say. Um, so three days of fat days of future past. I almost said fast and furious. Um, they, uh, they fixed a lot of the things there. Um, you still had, you know, same casting things, but you're like, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to bother with those guys anymore. We're going to use a couple people like Patrick Stewart that we like. And the other ones, you know, they're just, they're just off on the side while um, we're going to, you know, 
continue with our, we're going to add in our new storm that actually fits, our new gene that actually fits. Um, we're going to throw in Quicksilver, uh, which is, you know, I, I could do a whole thing just on like the whole Quicksilver thing of, you know, Marvel versus, um, versus X-Men because he's obviously featured in both of them. And uh, actually the, the Marvel one was really the only one that was consistent. The other one really didn't. But the, this one is the one where he's the son of Magneto, while Magneto is not in the other ones. And so, you know, it, it gets... Uh, it gets a little dicey with that. But anyway, I digress. Um, so, you know, the, I you know, we say like the first class saga, because once they made those and started building the future from there, then their movies were, you know, with that cast, because basically the original cast did not do well and nobody wanted to see them again. So, um, so, you know, like, and so then we lead into Apocalypse, actually, you know, because that was another huge one from the comics and series and uh did they do a good job with it honestly i think they kind of did you know there was um but it was the thing is and this is where the thing with x-men is because there's been so many reboots so many everything you know and it started off poorly had so much bad stuff in between that by the time they finally started getting right people were tired and you know and so you've you've already lost your fan base and um i don't think that they really did a good job as well as well as you know the other marvel things as far as like um advertising it off to the rest of the world and you know like saying you like you pull your things out like black panther that are going to pull other people that aren't necessarily into this realm into it you know you're gonna have um you're you like fans of that, that's the cool thing with avengers because there's so many of them and it's funny because X-Men is the same thing. It's, it's like you can pick your favorite Avenger. You could also pick your favorite X-Men. There's somebody that is an X-Men that somebody has as a favorite. And it might not be somebody that watches comics. Um, you may have just grown up on this. And, you know, you're like, oh, you know, I love Gambit. I love this person. I love Wolverine. Um, all of this stuff. Um, but they're, they're not, none of them are, they've never done a good job of being strong enough to have a solo movie except for logan and um not to you know jump ship or whatever but like you know logan was a re probably the best x-men franchise movie there really was and it was um and it wasn't where it was just him you know you did have other things and it was something pulled from a comic but also done theatrically you know it wasn't straight out of comedy they definitely changed stuff but it was enough of it that worked into what they pre what they pre-existingly had to make a good movie and also a huge thing about it making it r-rated because the thing with wolverine when you're a guy with razor sharp metal claws slicing people's head like sticking them into people and whatever and killing people with them there has to be blood <laughs> you know it's like when you go back and you watch you were like he he just really he stuck them through somebody why aren't they even remotely wet you know so well yeah so they give them our rating and they start swiping heads off and everything like that and, you know yeah gory and gritty and stuff but uh, you think about it that's what that character would be doing you know look in the comics that's what he's doing um so but you know i'm not here to talk about logan um like i say underdogs right that was a great movie i think everybody says that was a great movie 
but they've never done like really good job at like pulling any of them off and doing like, you know, like saying Thor, um, Captain America, all the, you know, like they built those up as individuals and then put them together. X-Men, it's always been a group. And every time they tried to vary from that group, didn't do too well. Um, but that it falls into the whole thing of like not really building up their characters enough. And so Apocalypse was a good movie and it was a movie that really would, did a good justice towards the comic and series. Would things change to work it in? Um, but um, it was good, but it's like by then it, it was too, too little too late, basically what it was, you know, and Phoenix is super, super too little too late. Like, um, so it was great that, you know, people are excited to hear that, yeah, you know, you're redoing the Phoenix story because you screwed it up so bad uh, previously. And yeah, we're going to pull stuff from the comics. You're going to be excited about all that stuff. But the uh, cinematically, it, it was really cinematic mess. Um, the ideas were all great. But, um, you know, one thing, the whole thing was rushed. It felt the whole thing felt like it was an hour. And, you know, you walk in, you start off and they're like, okay, we're going into space. We're going to do, wait a minute, what? Like, where is the, you know, they, the beginning part where they, you know, were doing the backstory of the finally doing the damn backstory, right? Um, of Jean and her parents and stuff like that. And then you jump into like, okay, we're doing a mission in space. We're going to uh, save these astronauts and stuff. And, you know, now all of a sudden, like X-Men are loved by everybody. And, you know, we've got your your X-Phone going directly to the president and stuff. And Xavier is a super arrogant prick and everything. And that's another thing that I hate about when they did. And it's the same thing that they did with the previous um, thing with Last Stand is the characters were different, you know, different within their own movies. They were just behaving the way they would normally. And, you know, it's one thing if you can do a character different from a comic, but don't do it different from the movie you just did or two movies ago. At least be freaking consistent with that. That was the one, not the one thing, one of the things that I hated the freaking most about Last Stand was like Xavier Phoenix, Magneto, everybody acted differently than they did previously. And it was like, they would not normally act like this, you know? And in this case, the, the Xavier McAvoy was not acting like the way he was, you know, in previous ones. Yeah, okay, he was a little more, you could say, okay, his arrogance came from like, uh, you know, that they're finally recognized and all this stuff. And even though you, there, there was nothing that really led up into any of that, um, I can't say that Apocalypse ended in an aspect that would be like, okay, you know, now we're okay with mutants now. And yeah, X-Men, thank you so much for saving the world. Like, no, not at all. Um, so th that that's what seems a little weird to me on top of it. But um, anyway, on top of like the characters not behaving the way they would be um, and, and just jumping into like, hey, we're going into space, you know, and Mystique's team leader. And then the, the costume, like I get, you know, I read a little bit and, you know, it's like she didn't want to do the whole naked thing anymore. Um, but it's like, OK, fine. But it's like, why can't you do the same makeup with just the jumpsuit? I don't, I don't get it because the makeup looked like they just, you know, threw some blue shit in her face and like put these weird black tattoos on her. You know, it, it just looked weird. And like her hair was like this bright, crazy red that while it did match the comics, did not match any previous iteration. And while, you know, like you have something in Avengers where you're constantly changing Black Little, Widow and um, and uh, Captain America, their look. But they're, you know, it's just like, hey, I've changed my hair, not like, hey, like 
I'm completely different. Um, it's just like an adjustment, just like a normal person just changed their hair, you know? And I feel like being blonde now. I'm tired of red. And then you're like, you know, whatever. Um, but it was completely different. And that's a minor thing to be bothered by, but it was just, it, it looked too off, you know? And if and the the character was way off. You know, now you're like the team leader. It's like Mystique is supposed to be one of the greatest villains. What, where is this getting coming from, you know? And, um, and so much potential for being a, a villain. And even like Nightcrawler's ma makeup looks completely different than the previous one. It really wasn't all that good either. And another thing, you know, Nightcrawler is like being like all evil. He's got these evil looks and he's like shooting people and slashing people up and stuff. The guy's a freaking church boy. I mean, you know, it's like he prays before battle for anything, you know, and, you know, is very like, it's like, it's like, I got to do this necessarily. He was freaking enjoying that shit and it was unnecessary. They were doing such rampant damage for, you know, like people are supposed to be keeping it low key, you know, just like, you know, in New York streets are blowing up shit left and right. People are like, like, oh, bust a load of people. Yeah. Let me eye blast that. And, you know, <laughs> All this stuff or people are just shooting around and I was stopping there. We're like, yeah, let's, you know, let's have this big fight out in the middle of nowhere. Not so let's save the people. It's like, what is this bull crap? You know, it's like, again, inconsistencies. And, um, you know, from, from a hero group that it just doesn't make any damn sense. And so it was, it was all rushed through it. The fighting was all rushed. Um, it, and, you know, the, the random aliens that, again, no background. I mean, she gives like a little bit of a thing where it says like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like we had an empire on this planet and, you know, planet destroyed. So we come here. <laughs> it's like, OK, that's like every alien story, um, you know, but it, yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. And it was something that had no basis in the comics when you had something like the Shi'ar that could have been brought from it. And then, you know, killing off Mystique for no damn reason um, other than like, okay, the character's basically worn its course. Jennifer Lawrence doesn't want to do it anymore. Let's kill you, you know? <laughs> so it's like, and, you know, and it, it was like, I don't want to say it's remorseless, but it was just like, and it was the same thing in the, pr the previous time they tried to do uh, Dark Phoenix, um, where it's just like, oh my God, I just did something bad. Oh my God. Oh my. Oh, well, I'll get over it. You know, and you know, it's like, it's like, what the hell, man? And, um, you know, like people shrug shit off too bad. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, I, I, you know, it was an accident. I shouldn't, uh, I didn't mean to do this. I'm going to fly running away. Um, I can check if you're okay. I'm not going to see if I can use my powers to heal you or anything. Just like, I'm going to fly away and, and all of this stuff. And it was just like, you know, it, it was it a bad movie? No. Um, was it the worst X-Men movie? Absolutely not. Um, it, it's gotten like horrible, horrible reviews from like everybody, people being super pissed off. And why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this too, because it just came out on HBO recently. Um, so um, that's, you know, if it's not DVD, it's HBO, right? So, you know, like this fresh thing about it. So it's, it, you have the availability to watch it. Um, and, uh, you know, and also, you know, in quarantine, we start watching, um, you know, long things. It's not just you watch like, oh, well, let's watch this movie. It's like, hey, you know what? Let's watch this entire series. So, you know, uh, not that I've gone through X-Men, but I just happened to have just watched this one and the ones that are on TV. But, you know, maybe you feel like doing that, right? So anyway, um, should you watch it? 
yeah, why not? Um, but, you know, there's so many things. They could have done it so better. Like, there's no reason for, yeah, it was like an hour and a half or whatever. But um, you could have made a two-hour good movie if you broke it down properly. And But, you know, the, the whole thing of, I, I have to wonder, I'm like, is it because the, the rights were sold and they were figuring they were just going to reboot it anyway and work them into the Marvel world? And it's like, ah, screw it, whatever. Why am I going to put it into a script when, you know, it's just going to be lasting? Let's just try to do Phoenix just for, just for the hell of it. Just because people were pissed before, let's try to do a better one. Uh, yeah, it was better, but, you know, it's, it's crap. <laughs> it was like, is this what I wanted? Not really. Um but I don't know. Let's. I'm. I'm hoping to see good things when they work into the the rest. I'm sad to see the ones that I really did like. Like I really, really did like this new storm and um and Jean Grey had so much hope and just the just the whole series. So like you know, it would have been cool to see that worked into it. Would have worked as well. I don't know. I'm. You know, who knows? You never know till you try, right? But, you know, I'm hoping to see, that we see better things from the X-Men going forward. Um, and uh, I'm kind of sad that they kind of like just like, OK, when we're done, we're just going to kill it, you know, and um, whatever. But anyway, that's all we got to say about this or uh, all I want to talk about for it. It could definitely go deeper, but um, get bored, right? And so anyway, so stay safe. Um, have fun. Geek out. Uh, tell me what you guys think of the X-Men series. What could have been done? Do you feel like you were satisfied with what they did do? Um, what was your favorites out of it? Because there's so many different um, stages at it. You know, do you feel like it should have ended sooner? Do you feel like they should have put a little bit more in to go through? Um, but yeah, let me know. Um, and the Twitter again is HJism. Hit me up there and um, or hashtag spelled out Jism on Instagram. Either way is fine. And have a good one. Stay safe. See you next time.